Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Homecoming is our second story arc that takes place in the spring of 2010 and then Twin Cities in Minnesota. Follow the story of Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Joaquin, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they once again find themselves working together to find out who, or what, is targeting them and those close to them. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. It's fucking kind of a colder spring evening. It's wet. It's been raining all day while you guys were asleep. It still continues to rain. We're going to cut to the scene on you, William. William, the scene's on you. Where, where's the dinner held? It's going to be in Ellsworth Towers. It's pretty much along the coast of the Minnesota River. And uh, it's about 30 stories high. Looks like your atypical nice kind of skyscraper apartment building was built in like the early 90s. You come up upon there. You go into the lobby of it. You never went to her. You never went to Ramona's apartment. I think it was just Ophelia and, and Jonathan. But anyways, you go up on there. You see that there's a desk where there's like a kind of uh, a security guard slash like a receptionist type. They see you walking up. And you see that a guy opens the door. There's a door opener there. And hello, sir. And he is like, uh, is there anywhere I can direct you? I don't recognize you as a tenant. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm expected by Mr. Ellsworth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Geez, if you come over here. You talk to Rebecca here, and he's like, uh, Rebecca, uh, here's a guest for Mr. Ellsworth. And he kind of directs, like, kind of tosses you off to her, and she comes walking forward. Semi handsome lady in her late 40s. She comes up and shakes her hand. She's wearing, like, a business, female business suit, you know, pantsuit. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I believe your name is Mr. And she comes, if you come with me, she comes and looks on a computer. Mr. Strother? William? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, yeah, come, uh, come along with me. Uh, and she's like, she looks at the guard. She's like, can you, uh, please, uh, escort him to, uh, Mr. Mr. Ellsworth's ta- office, please? He's like, yeah, yes, ma'am. Sir, please come with me. And you see, he kind of walks away from like the normal elevators where people go and he kind of like leads you back to like, there's a door behind where she's sitting at, you know, on her computer. You know, he opens, unlocks the door, slurps the badge, goes in there and you see that there's like a little like nice area you can sit with a couch and some plants and there's another elevator there. And, he goes ahead and swipes the elevator, and he's like, yeah, he motions for you to come forward. Yeah, I go. Yeah, and he, he goes and turns around, he swipes again, he hits P. Uh, you see that it goes up, and you feel it going up, 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 until it stops, ding, and opens and opens up. And you go ahead, and you walk into, it looks like a little lobby area. There's nice, like, Turkish rug out on there, and some dark wood furniture. Again, some more plants. You can look down, like, to the right, and you see that there might be, like, a little flat hallway with, like, glass instead of walls, but, like, where there's offices, but the lights are off, you may see a couple little mild, luminescent lights. Trade again, you see that there's another glass, uh, or another glass wall with a door there, but in front of it, there's another little desk, and you see this lady get up. She's a real attractive brunette. She stands up, and she's like, oh, uh, Mr. Strother, hi, uh, you're here for business dinner with uh, Mr. Ellsworth, if you would follow me, and she kind of opens the door and holds it open for you as you waiting for you to walk through. Thank you. And, you know, I go in. Yeah, you go in and you walk past a big, like, conference table that has a nice view. And you see this 
beautiful, gorgeous view of the Minnesota River, of the lights of Minneapolis. Even with the rain, you could kind of see like the rain coming down on the, on the glass too. There's this weird, tranquil sense just uh, oak door to an office again. And that this office has wall-to-wall bookshelves, huge desk. You see a big oil painting. Looks like it could have came from, you know, Europe during the Renaissance. You see it has a huge picture window again that shows the Minnesota River. Same feel. It's it's lit by lamps all around. And you see a figure standing there. You recognize him to be Harley Ellsworth. He's about six foot two, say about 190 to 200 pounds. Looks like he could be 45 to 50 years old. Has a kind of short cut black hair peppered on the sides. Looks, you know, like the gray on the sides. Clean shaven. Kind of a handsome dude, well-dressed, except you see that he has the jacket of his suit that's actually on like a hook that's along his wall there. Now he's wearing like a nice shirt with the sleeves rolled up a little bit and his uh, tie loose a little bit. And uh, you see uh, that he kind of motions to the table here. Uh, there's like a little corner of the office that has like a little round table there and a couple chairs to sit in. He's, so you see him kind of, he goes and extended his hand. He's like, uh, Mr. Strother, William, what, what do you mind being called? Please call me. Yeah, William's fine. Go ahead and have a seat here. Uh, and he walks towards his little bar. Can I interest you in a drink or anything? It's okay. I don't want it. anything actually. Do you mind if I have one or is that oh, cool? No, no. Go ahead. You Please. see him kind of gives, makes himself a little drink and he comes and sits down, puts a little coaster on the table, puts his drink on there, kicks back. He's like, uh, can I interest you? Do you want a cigar or anything or? A cigar would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, you see him walk up and he goes along the other wall with his little humidifier. He's like, Cuban looks at you, kind of looking with a smile on his face. I won't say no. He's like, you won't say anything. All right. Here we go. You know, he sits there and prepares it. And he goes ahead, gives you one and he lights it and he kind of slides the lighter to you. Yeah. Okay. You know, I like light it. And you know, you, this is kind of sort of advice I like to, uh, indulge in. Yeah. I can see we all have ours. Yeah. I don't really often drink that much, but I find it kind of puts moods at ease. So listen, man, I didn't get where I'm getting from bullshitting with you, right? I mean, we can still eat dinner. I, I don't, I don't really give a shit. You know, I got my cook, I got my people making something downstairs. Uh, I just like really kind of like to cut to business here. So I kind of want to tell you why I called you here. So I don't know if you know too much about me. Probably know, probably now what I venture in and that's cool. And I enjoy it very much, but I, I actually never grew up. I didn't grow up in the Twin Cities. I actually tried to and failed at trying to start a similar business in Boston. And uh, at a very early age, I realized I wasn't going to be too successful there. I saw untapped market here and I decided to come here and that's, it turned out to be a great move. So I'm happy about that. But you may ask yourself why I have you here and why, why I want to, why I'm, um, want to talk to you, frankly, right? It was it, one of the questions on my mind. Yes. <laughs> So, you ever hear of a term, my enemy's enemy is my friend? Ooh. Of course. So, I couldn't help but happen to notice about six months ago, my people actually noticed it, and they told me that um, some holdings that you're controlling took it upon themselves to kind of be a thorn in the side for a little bit to uh, a certain company. I'm sure you're aware of what company I'm talking about, right? I cannot confirm nor deny the allegations. Okay, and I can respect that. That's why I haven't said any name. But we both know who, who we're talking about here, what company we're talking about here. And I can't but help. I can't help but notice that that we probably have the same goal in mind when it comes to that company. And I would like to see maybe if we can work out some type of partnership 
where if I gave you more ammunition, because frankly, I'm not going to lie, William, I noticed that you're kind of lacking on the ammunition part. But if I gave you some kind of ammunition, if you'd be willing to carry that on. Uh, do you have anything specific in mind? Well, I'd say we start with baby steps first. Maybe we start with uh, stock manipulation like you tried. Mm. Of course, if you, you understand the reason why I'm asking you to do this rather than do it on my part is because, honestly, if I was to get caught up in such things, it would not have that good, it wouldn't have that good an impact on my reputation here in the Twin of Cities. Of course, of course. I understand. I mean, I've lived in the business world for longer than you think. And oh. I know how these things work, and I think, oh, wait, I need to take a look. Um, yeah, I think I'll roll presents on him. Uh, oh, first power. Which <laughs> All is right, go ahead and roll it. Plus performance, a difficulty seven, five dice. I'm going to be using a willpower point. Oh, three successes. Yeah, so you sit there and you concentrate uh, your powers to make him pretty much in awe of you. And as you sit there and you focus, you see him look at you, and then he takes another drag of his cigar and gets up and starts looking at the pain. He's like, so are we? he turns around and looks at you. What if, Would you say we have a deal then? Oh, I think this could be a very productive relationship. Um, I trust your people will contact me. And, uh, and I... Do you have any way that I should contact you in a discreet, more discreet way? I'll have my people contact you. Give me a perception and alertness roll. Difficulty six, William. Oh, holy shit. Hey, you're rolling my kind of rolls. You notice you're sitting there and you're looking at them and you're like, I don't usually get this reaction from people when I'm, when I do this. You're noticing that he's not sitting there like kind of like on your ever beck and call. You know, he's not sitting there like hanging off every word you say. He just seems to be acting like how he acted before. Yeah, 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 I know. Well, it's something I'll keep in mind, but not something I'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely not the reaction that you're used to getting, you know. So he's, here's how something like this would work. I will have a subsidiary of mine directly allot funds into account of your choosing. From there, you can go ahead and do whatever you feel that you need to do. I would ask this of you, though, and I would say this could be a mutual benefit to both of us. One is, you tell me, if you find out about any other dealings that this company may have in our area here, mm-hmm. and two, if I was to find out anything else, I would share it with you. Because I assume that, well, I don't know, maybe you're acting on your own, and frankly, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to ask what led you to, to go against this company, but like I said, I see that we have similar ends in mean. So are we at agreements here, then? I think we are. What you'll need to do then is you'll need to call the gentleman who's been dealing with you and he'll give you the routing number and he'll get your routing number and information where you'll need funds allocated at. I'd say we can start with, I'll say I'll start with maybe 30K. Sound good to you? Well, I mean, this is a pretty big company we're talking about. So what what would you feel more comfortable with working with? Uh, Let's start at 50 and see how it goes. You see him thinking... Uh, give me a manipulation and finances. Uh, what do you, let's see, ma- manipulation and. Sutter, subterfuge, right? Or. Subterfuge, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Manipulation, subterfuge, Make difficulty sense. six. And then I will roll. Three successes. I'll do perception and subterfuge, difficulty six. Ah, I beat you, William. Four successes. Son of a. He's like, hey, we'll start with, we'll start with 40k. I'll give you 40k. Sounds fair. 
and then we'll talk later. Okay. Well, it was dependent upon the, um, dependent upon the success that you have. And if you can show me results, then we'll talk business. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And he gets up and shakes again. Do you still want that meal? By the way, I'm fucking ravished. Oh, no. Thank you. He's like, William, he like kind of puts his hand on your shoulder. You need to relax a little bit. Trust me. If we have a, if we have a successful friendship here, you're going to have to become more comfortable in environments like this. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you are not the first person to tell me this. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we, I guess, uh, great minds think of like, you know, and he kind of opens the door. <laughs> no, I just sort of, <laughs> uh, in this case, you might not want to say that. Anyway, I thank you for the opportunity, Mr. Ellsworth, and I'm sure this will be a beginning of a very fruitful relationship. I, I agree. So, all right, then you have a good evening. Next, we will go to Katow. It's around nine o'clock. Are you heading towards that gathering? Yep. You drive up into the parking lot of the Minnesota Historical Society. You obviously notice it that the, even though it's raining, uh, you can still see the light from the couple of lampposts in the parking lot. You see one car in there and it looks like to be, uh, like a Volvo or something to that extent. Uh, as you pull up, you see who you recognize to be Annabelle in the front seat. Uh, you've had some interaction with Annabelle, but, you know, people call her Ann usually. Not too much though. You know what I mean? Cause like I said, you guys before the re- last year or not even last year, last half year have been kind of secluded upon yourselves. Uh, she sees you get through and she kind of gets out the car. She has a poncho on over her and she comes up to you and she walks up to you while she waits for you to get out of the car. You wanted to say me about what happened last night? Well, Aaron wants to talk to us, so I was told to, to make sure that you uh, are gathered around. So people who don't know, Annabelle has kind of uh, reddish blonde hair. She has her face has somewhat some baby fat still to it. She has some freckles. She uh, dresses like your normal, I guess, college kid who was embraced in the 60s. Not so much the, the hippie, but dresses like in corduroy pants. She has uh, blouses on. She looks to be around like five foot five, maybe 160 pounds. She she's kind of short, shorter statue. So she's like Aaron wants to talk to us. That's a rare thing. Yeah, he. I will let him do the talking. She, you you want to follow me? Lead on. So you guys go. You guys go walking. Uh, she walks to the side of the building. You're actually not going inside the building. And you see, there's like a little walk trail that looks like maybe through years of kids running around the museum plane during the summertime or whatever I've kind of, you know, led through you follow, you follow them around to the, where there's a kind of like a back patio area where they have like umbrellas over little tables where it looks like people during the day will sit there and eat lunches or, or kids who are on field trips or whatever will eat lunches while they're looking at the museum. You see there's a lake behind, like uh, about 200 yards beyond the museum that has some maple trees that are growing around it. And as you're walking towards her, following her, you kind of see a figure standing there. It looks like he's looking at the lake. Uh, as you get closer, you kind of come up upon who you recognize as Aaron, a person you've only met like once or twice, really only seen, you know, he is around six foot one, around 190, 200 pounds. He has dark hair, but it's cut to like the middle bottom of his neck. He's, uh, was Native American when he was when he was mortal, he's wearing, he wearing like a Western t-shirt or a Western long sleeve shirt with the sleeves rolled up a little bit. He has some blue jeans on and he has like a brown leather cowboy boots on underneath. And as you two are getting close to him, you see him turn around. 
walk up to him, you're kind of catching uh, with the with the moon glaring off his eyes. You see that his eyes are somewhat golden, and in a way, it, it reminds you of bugs, and it kind of is like a like a gut punch for a second there. You, you see that he's standing there. He turns around. He sees you too. The rain isn't really touching you guys as much because of the overhead from the trees as he's standing there. And he's like, and he, he kind of sits there for a moment. It's this weird, uncomfortable quietness. And he's like, I failed your sire. There's, there's no other way I, I, I can say this for a moment. And you notice when he talks, there's like these pauses. Like he's really thinks before he speaks, which is kind of a commodity that are missing from people nowadays, but even most kindred too. And he's like, I never took him under my wing as probably I should have when he introduced himself here. I didn't even take my own child and emotions to Annabelle really so much under my wing, but she has been doing most of the work, I suppose, while I've been kind of lost in my own things. This hurts me more than I thought would hurt me. I'm sure it hurts, is hurting you worse, but it sounds like you didn't have a close relationship with with him either. And I suggest that if it is hurting you, and you see, he kind of, you could tell he feels uncomfortable being like this empathetic. I suggest he stop because there's no really no place for that. He's like, I've been in this city before it was a city. And he kind of, I've been in this area when it was still being fought for. He stops again. He looks out and said, if I let them control me, let them affect me, I wouldn't be around anymore, I'm sure. With that, I'm just going to simply say that I think my time in the city is over. I don't think I really serve any purpose here. And I think I'll be moving on. Maybe I'll come back. I don't know. I just find the more time I've spent here, the the more, the harder it is to to let things go, I suppose. I guess Annabelle is going to be the primogen of our clan. I'm going to have you be her whip if, if you choose to. I mean, you can always say no. I'm not going to. And she can't force you into doing something you don't want to do. But I thought that I would have you guys get together here in case you, and I'm pretty close to Annabelle. But if you had any questions of me before I left. You, you just leave it. Just like that. I have to go. You don't, you don't, what, what, do, what do you want me to tell you? I, I have found that my time, I don't know spent, that my time is over here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know. <sighs> are you, are, you seem like you're not being able to help hold this together. It's, uh, especially the last few, last year has not been the kindest to me. Why is that? I've had my eyes open to a lot of things. And <laughs> I've been finding that. Just every single time, it just hits and hits and hits. I'm tired of that. Well, I'll tell you, if you think it stops, it never stops. So you can either do two things. You can either decide to end it and embrace the sunlight when the sun comes up this morning, or you can decide to adapt and conform to it. I can almost guarantee that the way that you're brought over into this would be was a 100 times better than how I was brought over. You may have been brought over against your will, but at least you had a sire who felt the obligation to save your life in a, in a misguided way yeah. uh, rather than leave you dead. And in, in his own way, I'm sure, provided some mentorship. Better than I did. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit here and wallow and pity? You're going to no. feel sorry for yourself? Or you can go about and you can go do what you feel you need to do. I'm not leaving for any, I suppose, any kind of sense of sadness or whatever. I'm leaving because I realize that my time here is, is up. That I should have done things differently when bugs came here and i should have probably took a more active role and i've seen since i've embraced her annabelle here not only helping me when it comes to this museum here or saving aspects of my culture that are being lost in time but i also saw her take a passion into 
being involved with the politics here in the city of our kind and ensuring that we have some place of strength, some sentiment of strength. But I feel that I've been in, I've gotten in her way and I've stopped that from happening. I'm going to be frank with you. And I'm, I'm going to tell you that this city is a facade almost at times. It feels while it feels like it's stable. I feel like it's loosely held together. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of wrong. talking. Well, what, what, I, what worries you? This pack that killed bugs. I've been for the past few months, past couple of days, I've just been, I feel like I've been followed. And then it, it feels like there's something going on that I don't, it's something going on that concerns me, but I don't have all the deep, I don't have all the information I need. I'm going to go find it. Uh, I've been try- trying to do that. How have you been trying to do that? You and people your age often think that they have utilized every tool that they have, but they don't even realize that there are plenty that they haven't even touched that around them. What have you done? You sat here and wallowed and feel sorry for yourself. You look around, like what, you walk around aimlessly. I've been doing that, but I'm not doing that anymore. Exactly. Now it's time to take what you're feeling right now and channel it. That's how often those of our types are able to survive. It's a decision that you're going to have to make on your own. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Annabelle will be here to help you. I think that our talk here is done. It's been better than I, that this talk. It was better than nothing. Thank you for that. And he just kind of nods and he looks at Annabelle. And then he just turns around and starts walking along the, the bed of the lake until you guys can't see him as he walks along to the distance. <sighs> Annabelle turns around looks at you and like, listen, he doesn't speak that often. He's not one of words, but that guy has had it pretty rough. And I could tell you, he didn't tell you, but the way that he was brought over is not is not even remotely uh, how we were. So that guy that's leaving this town has been here pretty much since our princess sire held control of Fort Snelling and the area around it. So you just think about that for a second, how much of a legacy that guy is leaving. He's walking off and he's had it enough here. So he's willing to walk off and he's saying, fuck it. I got, Think about what we're left with. I, I got. Uh, there have been times when I think that was a that he was he had the right idea. He's having the well, right idea. If you idea. think, if you think, then you need to evaluate what you need to. But I'm not going anywhere. But I do know that our clan now has been halved right now uh-huh. by the power and control that we have. So you know what's going to happen, right? There's going to be people trying to vie for our control of us. There's people going to try to vie for our favor. We think in our desperation that we're going to be willing to do stuff for any kind of protection. But we need to flip that. Yep. Do you understand what I say by that? I definitely know what you're talking about. Now that we can utilize, make them what they see as weakness, snare them to gain more control and favors here, okay? You ain't gonna worry about getting a whip, albeit. And I hope that you and your group can find and we can get, we can take care of this issue and find these people that um, did this to Dupati because I feel once that's done, we have a lot more issues to work out in this city, so. So then I'm going to take off. I'm going to leave you to what you're doing. If you need me or just come to the Elysium, usually we're at the underground or you can call me, find out which one I'm at. If I'm not there, we can meet up somewhere, whatever. But you got to, you can't let this consume you. Cause if you, if he, and she points off to where you walked off, let what happened to him consume him. He wouldn't have been here to have this talk to us. All right. He's just up and done, but I'll try. That's the thing. You got to try. Okay. Mm-hmm. You see her turn around, start walking back. Yeah, I'll leave you here to your thoughts. She starts walking back towards the parking lot. Let's do the final roll, William. Oh, yeah, excuse me, Jonathan. Oh, yeah, I failed. You can roll one more though, too, because it's nine o'clock now. Because we actually jumped up two hours, so yeah. you can roll the you can roll once more. Okay. All right. So you got it done. Finally, as you're sitting there, 
Cynthia's watching TV and Carlos is just sitting there with her, kind of keeping an eye on her. You're in your dining room fucking around and you see finally that the phone uh, has cracked open and now you have access to it. I'm going to look at all the phone calls that were made to him and the, the day the day before and the day of his death and maybe use his GPS to find out where he was too, where the phone had been. Okay, so you do got the numbers and all that shit. I'll give you that, right? You you exported that to like a whatever Excel spreadsheet or whatnot, okay? And the times and sent and receive and all that jazz, right? For the GPS shit, we're going to have to have you do a perception and computer's role. Yeah, yeah, difficulty eight. I'm not going to have it do extended role because it's either like, is this something that you're going to try? And if you can't figure it out, you can't figure it out. <sighs> no successes. So you got the phone number. So scenes on you, Mr. Jonathan. All right. So uh, I'll use the numbers to find out who, who they were. Start correlating that for the last hour. You see that he received and made calls to numbers at, uh, at the Twin Cities Tribune. You see that he called Ophelia a couple times, received calls from Ophelia a couple times. And then uh, you see that he had a call for a number that looked like it was to Twin Cities Mental Health Specialists. Oh, my God. Huh. All right. I will call. Well, shit. I guess it's time to go check out the Medusa. Make sure everything's good there. Call Carla. Make sure she's got my um, bouncers hired. She's gonna be looking for a new job. All right, so you you roll along, you roll to the Medusa, and as you're walking up, you see a guy standing at the door. He's uh, you know, wearing kind of a I don't want to say cheap, but it's kind of a cheaper suit. But uh, he looks to probably be like five foot ten, a hundred and eighty five pounds. Has like a shaved head, has uh, a beard. Uh, you, you notice that his ears look a little like wrestlers' cauliflower ears. And, he, and he's standing along the door, and he sees you walking up. I, I take it uh, you're Mister uh, Chase. That is correct. And yes, what's your sir, name? I'm, the, I'm there, Lee Douglas. Lee Douglas. Are you packing? It's like I usually don't do bouncing jobs that require that, but I can. We could talk an increase in pay, but... Yeah, well, you're going to be packing. Sounds good, sir. I'm sure we can come to... I'll hand him a um, Glock. You can use this one until you get your own. Oh, okay, so you got rid of one of the Glocks. You got rid of, you got rid of both Glocks, yeah. So now you just both have Desert Eagle and, and two ARs, right? And the oh, ARs are in my trunk of my car. So he, he's like, um, you know, I have to be compensated because I kind of put myself legally at risk if I was to get found with this and not have the proper paperwork. Oh, yeah? Is that so? But I would love to work for you. I've heard great things about you, sir. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you understand the uh, the risk that I take upon this. You know, there's a lot. I understand I'm already paying do. the cops a lot of money. So we'll talk about your dispensation at a later point in time. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. I'll take you out your word, sir. Now I'm going to go inside, and uh, how's the place going? Uh, you still got the roughly 20-ish people. It's a Friday night. Actually, like 30, 35. It's definitely right. feels a little lively, you know what I mean? We're, we're going to get some of the sorority down here. It's ladies' night. Oh, yeah, you see some of the sorority. Because Chase is hungry. Coming. Oh, already, <laughs> some are already there. What's your blood pool at? It, it's at uh, five. Okay. Yeah, you see the couple of the girls there as they're doing their thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll call the Britneys into my room. How much are you taking? Um, we'll say like uh, uh, I'm thinking thinking yeah. just one a piece should be fine. All right, that's good. And then uh, I will call up Ophelia and let her know that I'm in into the phone and I've got the data. All right, scenes on YouTube. Boom, go. The only number that is irregular in here, aside from your own, <laughs> is um, the Twin Cities mental health specialist. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, he was obviously... I thought he was dom- perhaps dominated, but, you know, that might explain if he was mentally unwell. Or perhaps he contacted yeah. the mental illness because something was intruding into his mind. Or, or perhaps there's somebody there that's pushing the issue. Well, there could be that too. Do, do you want to check it out? Do you have time? Yeah, I can check it out. Are you going to come with me? I could. Yeah, I was going to check out his apartment at the same. Uh, you know, after I made an appearance at Elysium, maybe we could meet up okay. after I've done this. We could do both together. Let's do that. Don't forget your your badge. Okay, uh, I'll keep it in my glove box, my car anyway. So <laughs> conveniently. Okay. All right, I'll see you soon. I'll call you one. You're at Elysium. Ophelia, which Elysium are you at? Are you at the Hawthorne Heights or are you at the underground? I'm at the underground. You're at the underground? All right, you roll in there. The underground's really, really hot tonight. Friday night, you see there's a line of people there waiting to get in. The rain's not stopping. You know what I mean? They're just kind of sitting there with umbrellas or whatever. Okay. You can hear the music from the outside. I'll just, I'll stroll past the line and uh, with a bit of swagger and just just walk on in past the bouncer to be like the door, yeah he recognizes you and you walk in it's just like yeah yeah you see people like what the music is hitting hard you see people dancing uh you look around you see like i explained it before the huge ass dance floor you see the bar to the right you see like there's tables all around the dance floor going you look up and you kind of see like the glass area above there and that's kind of where you gauge where people of the kindred type are going to be at. And you see that there's, yeah, you see that there's yeah. some people up there. You can't tell who. You know how to get there. You go behind the bar. It lets you go back. It ignores that you're going back there. You go up. There's some steps that go up to there. And then you come out and you see that there's there's people standing around there talking. There's about, let's say, 12 people. Uh, I'll approach them in without interrupting the conversation. Right. Make my presence felt. Yep. You see Christopher Connor. He's wearing slacks. And a button-up shirt that's buttoned all the way to the top button. You see Katrina Carrington, who is the uh, primogen for the Toyador. Yeah. You see Brian Cooksey. You see Michael Smith, who's the Bruja Whip, for those of you who don't know. I've sat up next to Gina Peoples and give her a, a hello. What brings you around here? Uh, I was told I should make more of an effort um, now that I'm the Toyador Whip. I never even knew that until now. Well, congr- welcome uh, to, to being it. It's, I don't find this enjoyable, but my primogen doesn't usually like to go out and about. So I try to show my face here once in a while on a Friday or a Saturday night. Uh, not too much. Is there a handshake I need to know? She kind of rolls her eyes. Like some of them talk stuff and they ever find that if they it's, it's- talk to you. They usually, if they, every time they talk to me, I'm always trying to check my wallet to make sure they haven't taken anything along with it. So that, it's been a while since we've seen each other, but I still want to thank you for what, what you did for us last time. And I hope everything's settled with the Dunstone. She kind of, she's kind of like looks over and you kind of see her like make an eye motion. You see how I'm doing my eyes all bug eyed towards the lady with the shorter gray hair. She's like, uh, you want to go, let's go downstairs. You want to go downstairs and dance real quick? Sure, I'll take her by the hand and go downstairs. Yeah. So you, yeah, you guys go downstairs, make it down. You're walking down, down until finally she's like kind of looking over, and you guys go into a booth and sit down. She's like, kind of might might want to watch what you say with her around. Who is she? That's Rita Giovanni, an esteemed guest in the Twin Cities. Esteemed. (laughs) I don't know if that's the word I would use. Someone like that. If if that. 
you, you don't even want huh. if that Roman guy is any kind of sign of what what they're like. She's like you you you're kind of new to all this shit, I guess. But you okay? So like we got like the Camarilla, right? And we're like the whatever civilized folks, even though I don't believe any of that fucking Sabat shit. I mean, you hear it, you read about it, but I think it might be whatever overplayed or already had its time. But our, our clans of our type that say they're not part of us, but whenever in their city, we're like, no, 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 you're part of us. And they go, oh, yeah, 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 we're part of you guys. And they're allowed to stay here as long as they go, oh, yeah, 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 we'll follow your rules. Where it's almost like, uh, yeah, you may not consider yourselves part of us, but we consider you part of us kind of thing. It's fucking gotcha. weird, but so, yeah. So, so they're tolerated, even though it's kind of an open secret that they aren't exactly the most moral. Well, no one knows. Well, I mean, are we stereotyping? I don't know, but they're, they're, I'm who knows <laughs> Who knows? I mean, I'm not saying you are. She's like, but you know, that's what their response easily can be. Right. Who, who knows why they're here? Yeah, that's, that's what I can say about that. Who's the scourge what? tonight? Where, who knows where that crazy You heard about is. it recently? Nothing. I heard about that uh, while I was there when she made that fucking scene. Who knows with her? And what kind of shit was that, you know? And I don't even know. And then you mentioned her name around some of those folks upstairs who, especially Katrina and Christopher, and they just don't like talking about her too much. Most of us don't even know who the fuck she was. Brian doesn't know who she was. Mike doesn't know who she was. You know what I mean? Who knows about... Can you fill me in on what's going on with the rest of the clans, the whips, what's been happening in the city lately? What do you bring you up to speed? Listen, I'm willing to help you out, and I, and I get that. Right. And I, and I understand it's a step in building a relationship, but I feel that uh, maybe you could you could do that for me too. Like, listen, let just I've be honest. Stuff like, I've got some info that you might want to know about as well. Oh, well. We can scratch each other's backs. Okay. Um, you tell me first. Let's uh, what do you- let's take turns. How about that? I'll give you I'll give you a bite. You give me a bite. Okay. All right. Go ahead and give me a bite then. All right. Well, you're a Tremere. You you've seen some weird stuff that others probably don't believe or might might be skeptical of. What do you think about pregnant kindred? She looks like you. You ever heard of that? Uh, I I. Well, well, okay. If you were to do some digging, and you were to do some. Looking through all this arcane bullshit that I've had to dig through at times, mention that 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 could be a possibility, and that and why why do you ask? Oh, wait, wait, if I told you that. Now? Oh, go ahead, keep talking. No, you go. You've had your bite. <laughs> like, uh, what if I was to tell you that a certain sheriff of ours is about to say fuck the Twin Cities and leave before this shit happened to Bugs Dupati? Damn, you're talking about Ty. He's leaving. I'm not saying he's leaving, but I'm sure he's threatened it. He's not happy with how things are going. We were kind of, I mean, that kind of ties into what I just told you. We were hoping he could help out with a certain kindred who may or may not be pregnant who needs a bit of protection. Wait, are you saying that you know about some, wait, now do you realize, right, that like the odds of that being a reality are Pretty much zero to none, right? Look, everyone tells me that. No one and, believes when I say, say that that I know someone like that in this situation. No one believes me. They always tell me how impossible it is. But you know, it's there. You, <laughs> the statistics mean nothing when you got the thing right in front of your face. 
Do you, are She's you, definitely real. I'm going to choose my words carefully here so I can feign ignorance if I'm ever asked. Right. Fuck, I don't even know how to choose my words carefully here. Are you, are you saying that you're hiding something? I'm not hiding something. I'm Where? obscuring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping something safe until the right time. If you were in Jesus possession of something Christ. so rare and so seemingly impossible, but you knew that there was also something out there that would destroy it without a second thought, would you let it out in the open straight away? Well, no, I wouldn't. I think it's bullshit. I think if we do find, and this is what Ty is saying, Ty, and, and he makes sense when he says it. He's saying that why are we like pretty much calling our numbers when, when we can use them for protection, especially he's saying when people were supposedly were here when that when that attack happened before any of us were here, why are they trying to like thin our numbers down? Like, what, what how is it saying? How does it make sense? A, what makes us better than them if we're allowing the killing of them because some crazy lady is coming out of sleep? And two, it's stupidity when it comes to tactical wise, you know, which I don't think anything's gonna Keep fucking it. happen. Like I said again, I think that time fucking changes all stories and not like we're gonna ever have howling fucking maniacs running down our street, but it makes sense if you hear it from his perspective. I guess he's had a close run-in with these types before. He says he has. I don't know yeah. if they're strong, but... Do you want me to go, or do you want to keep... <laughs> you got more for me? Well, my thing is this. You were talking about Dunstern earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what of it? You you kind of imply that you know Dunstern for his true nature, or what he may... Let me ask sure. you this. What are your opinions of him being in the city? Um, I don't think anyone of his nature should be tolerated in any kind of civil society. How about this? And you kind of see her look up there like she keeps looking, glancing up, making sure no one's listening in. Yeah. I'm willing to do this. I'm not going to just assume that you're telling me that that is a fact, but I know that what you're trying to do. What if I was to assist you in that somehow and you would assist me of maybe making certain people in the city not reside here anymore? I hope you're not talking about killing anybody. I'm saying it's not residing here anymore. Who, who are we talking about specifically? I'd have Roman. to know that before I agreed. Well, uh, well, I would say Roman would be the first step. Then we could talk about other steps afterwards. That's definitely something I'd be open to. I don't want to betray too much that it's already so, my goal. I want to make her think that I'm doing her a favor. Okay, so we could do that with the role. Do you want to do that with the role then, or do you want to role play that? Do, do a bit of both. I think a role would be good. You know, like she wants to get rid of Dunstan. We're already kind of aiming for that. But yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. kind of too much so that's a subterfuge i would say uh manipulation subterfuge you can do a manipulation and subterfuge difficulty six and she can do a perception and subterfuge difficulty six so okay i got three successes see roll hers here she got four successes god damn it dude (laughs) uh she's like question that you want the same thing listen this is what i'm offering i'll help you you help me doesn't have to be immediate. It doesn't have to be all front and open. But I think we can both get this done. I get the sense that you don't like him. Yes, a partnership, I'd say. As a representative, it could be just us. But I'm letting you know that I'm representing interests of my clan. It seems seems your clan shares an interest with my group and I in that case. They don't need to know about it up there. We could get this done ourselves. What do you think about that? I think I think that would be doing them a service whether they realized it or not. Now, I would hope you do utilize your group. I would hope to help you. Uh, I think that's kind of what I'm expecting. 
they're definitely already on board with this goal. I'll tell you that now. All right. Well, I think we have a deal. Sorry. Would you like to come meet the others so that we could discuss this together sometime? Yeah, yeah. We can do that definitely. And she's as she's talking, your phone starts vibrating. Just one moment. I'll just I just need to check this. I'll just look <laughs> down. Is it a phone call or a text? It's a phone call. One second. I'll t- <laughs> answer yeah, my phone. And step away for a second. Well, you recognize the name as Star. I'll get up and just walk um, somewhere quiet and answer the phone. Star? Ophelia, is this you? Yeah, what the? Well, I've been trying to get a hold of you. I've heard It some. all makes sense now, Ophelia. Ophelia, stop. It all makes sense now. I knew something was different about you and weird about you, but now I know. I, 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 I want you to know, right? Listen, I don't have that much time. I want you to know that I love you, and I, I loved you then, and I knew something was different. I didn't know how to handle it. I've never been in a position like this, but I'm so fucking confused right now. I don't know what's going on. I need you to help me. I'll do whatever I can. Where are you? I, I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to – then all of a sudden you hear a scuffling, and you hear like, what? no, I'll give you that back to me. And then you hear like the calls drop as you hear a loud crushing noise. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.